0: Hello, 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 it is me, it is me, your True Hill Phenom, SP3, back once again, live and in living color with another edition of Smack Talk, reviewing WWE Smackdown and AEW Rampage from tonight with the legend himself, (coughs) Dutch Mantel. How are you doing,
1: Dutch? I'm doing okay, I saw these two shows, and I swear, do these people know How much stress and burnout we're saving them by us watching the shows instead of them. We just got to report back what happened. I'm going to tell you what. If I could take, I'm going to talk about Rampage. If I could take Rampage and turn it into a drug and go to a drug company and package that up and so people could take it, I'd cut you in on it. We'd be billionaires in about two weeks. Because it would knock everything else loose in your head. Because if you had any problems, uh, you just, you just be gone with it. (laughs) I was uh, SmackDown was the better of the two shows I thought tonight. And one of the reasons SmackDown is better because it's so better produced. It's more, you know, it's got great color. I mean, it was it's just it's just well produced. Rampage looks like it's put together in a sophomore's, you know, basement. I mean, there's no, there's no whistles and bells to to rampage much. And I'll say it, it's so dark. Please give me something to laugh about. Give me something. But they you think didn't, you
0: didn't laugh at Nyla Nyla Rose doing all the Jade Cargill mannerisms. That was the pop of the night for me.
1: Well, hell she wasn't in there long enough. How long was she? How long was that match?
0: Probably two minutes.
1: Not uh, crap. It's probably a minute, which was forty-five seconds too long. So so I'm I'm kind of pissed off because these guys have a chance on, on rampage to really do something. But you keep messing around with it and what are their ratings about the same or are they still up or it,
0: it, no nah, it's it's going it goes down it fluctuates between I wonder why. like 400 to like just under four hundred thousand a week
1: well well anyway I, i'm trying to tell them but i don't guess they want to listen so it is what it is right, uh get, get me started Let, here let's get into the shows
0: before we do that we want to thank you all for joining us so we appreciate you for joining us live or even if you're watching us on demand show your appreciation back in the simplest way possible by dropping the thumbs up on this video if you're watching us on youtube share with a friend subscribe if you are new to the sports keto wrestling youtube channel plenty of consistent content here if you're watching us on facebook give us a like Follow the page on Facebook as well as follow us over on Twitter and retweet it as well. So let's get into the show. This SmackDown was really built on how it opened, Dutch. Uh, It opened up things with the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships up for grabs as the Usos defended the titles and tried to claim their legacy and take the record reign of 483 days of the New Day Usos at 481. So on Monday, with a win, they would become the longest reigning tag team champions in WWE history. And it was the Usos versus the New Day Dutch. So, of course, it was a really good matchup. Uh, This was given plenty of time. They went through about two commercial breaks, uh, plenty of uh, near falls towards the end, plenty of combinations, a little bit of like callbacks to old matches as well. This was a very compelling matchup that had the fans on their feet had the fans fully invested the match uh breaks down after a series of near falls very close near fall on the double splash of the usos for xavier woods kicking out and uh jimmy uso kicking out of the new days up up down down finisher it got a Broke down where Xavier Woods was taking out. Kofi Kingston is in the ring, and he comes off the top rope. He's caught in midair with the 1D from the Usos to retain the undisputed WWE Tag Team Championships. I thought that this was a great opener, just uh, consistent with the quality that the New Day and the Usos. This is one time where WWE's hyperbole is not really hyperbole. These are the two greatest tag teams in WWE of this generation. Of the past two of the past decade, these are the two goats when it comes to tag team wrestling. You could choose either or, and they added another great match to their catalog. What did you think, Dutch?
1: How much is WWE paying you for this?
0: Well, they do. <laughs> they do put food in my kids' mouth. I've told okay. you this before. Okay,
1: no, I'll <laughs> it, it, it was a great match, but hell, it ought to be a great match because all they got to do is throw these guys together. And tell them, we need 30 minutes. Okay. Oh, we need 45 minutes. Okay. Because they have worked together so many times. You know, they know, they don't even have to call spots. They know what each, other, each, each one of them is going to do just from previous experience. It was a great match. Good finish. And it all worked smoothly. Uh, the commentary didn't get in the way of it. It actually enhanced it. Okay, here's my question. Sammy Zayn, I didn't and I didn't hear this at the first. He was not there tonight because of a personal problem.
0: Um, I didn't I didn't hear it. Maybe someone in the live chat sound off in the live chat with any of your thoughts on SmackDown or Rampage for tonight's Super Chat donations is the best way to have your comment highlighted on screen. But if somebody heard, uh, you know, if what they if they gave a reason for Sammy Zayn's absence, I just took it as they basically gave him the week off because he had off due to not being able to go to Crown Jewel and then he was off here. So I felt like it was just WWE giving him a week off. I don't know if they said a reason on commentary.
1: They gave a reason right in front of the, the in-ring with Roman. They said that he was uh, out for personal reasons. Okay. So, you know, everybody had to be thinking, where's, where's Sammy? Which is a good thing, really. And they could take that and do anything they want to do with it. And, and I agree that he was probably uh, out, off, because he couldn't go to Saudi Arabia. And that's probably why he wasn't there. But that was the first thing on my, great match, great setup, and they held it. And now who, are they on Raw Monday?
0: Um, I'm not sure. They were on Raw this past Monday, but I really thought that was just to promote this matchup uh, to, you know, getting a couple so of more viewers. do they
1: need to claim the title?
0: Oh, they, they, they got it. They're not going to defend the titles on Monday. They, once they hit Monday, they they got it. Regardless of if they just do a surprise title defense on Monday Night Raw, they if they make it to Monday, they got it. So they they got it already.
1: Very very good. So a great a great start to the show. And uh, then then where did we go then?
0: Uh, in the back we saw Roman Reigns uh, before when the Usos were coming out and we saw him after he approves the victory then when we come back from break we're in the back and Jimmy and Jay come into the locker room look for approval from Roman Reigns he hesitates and slowly stands up he considers and then tells them this is what uh, the promised land feels like this is what it feels like Mm -hmm. to be the greatest of all time with them having done that it's time for Roman to handle some stuff and he wants the Usos by his side when he handles his business later tonight the usos are with them and they hug and embrace each other and this led into later on in the night uh we close the show we might as well just wrap it up into one into one big bow roman reigns comes comes out for I guess a statement. They didn't really give this like a title or really make it direct of what he was really trying to say. He kind of bigs up the Usos for their uh victory. Uh first we get uh Paul Heyman though. Uh Paul Heyman gets on the mic and he he says the you know the, the stuff about uh the crowd not being Usi, and then he tells them to to you know stand up on their feet for the tribal chief, and then Roman tells the crowd to acknowledge him. He passes the mic back to, to Heyman and he casually in- insults the host city. He gets some uh, decent heat out of that before he concedes to the crowd about not being UC. And they, he says there are a ton of great sports rivalries that play out on Fox. He was like the Packers and the Cowboys this uh, weekend. And he was like the Usos and the New Day are not that. The uh, the Usos, no other team can compare them. The longest reigning tag team champions live on the island of relevancy, whereas the New Day are cast into the ocean, just like anyone who challenges Roman. Roman. Roman Reigns. Roman gets on the mic and says it's not easy being his cousin and he, you know, acknowledges his entire life. He's been acknowledged for his greatness, but he said it's been harder for Jay and Jimmy. And before he can give them that acknowledgement, Ridge Holland and Butch come out. They say they have backup against the bloodline. They're sick
1: of them. Did you hear that roar?
0: When Sheamus came out?
1: Yeah, I didn't either.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, I was. I, I mean, the crowds overall in WWE this week have not been the greatest. Tonight was better than Raw, though. So, well, if they, they had,
1: that. if they hadn't brought somebody out there that he had just, he just, I mean, Seamus is no big surprise, and then they topped it off with McIntyre, who, who Roman just finished up with what a month ago but you know, this is
0: this is all setting up for war games like shane like you said sheamus returns I after being i don't being taken out it,
1: i don't care what it's setting up for i want a big pop right then and then put it in the can and then i think
0: there. i think what they're gonna do is there there's two spot. there's basically two spots if it's you know we saw a four on four big brawl that broke out you like you said Seamus came comes out for his return the brawling brutes and bloodline get into a brawl before that though there's a whole mic issue with Seamus we hear basically none of his promo and yeah. Roman just improvs the the perfect line like you can't even get your mic to work why do you expect to come against us uh, I loved Roman, so here. You Roman think was the great. Mic
1: didn't? you think the mic worked didn't work on purpose or an accident
0: Oh, I think it was definitely an accident.
1: No. It's it set up. No, no, no. Yes, it was. No. I called said. him tonight, right after the show, and I said, hey, that Mike spot, when'd y'all plan that? I said, oh, that's been set up for weeks.
0: Dutch, you know you called and they kept you on hold for the
1: whole they three hours you watched did, I did get through to the super, super stooge in chief, and he told me, no, that was a that was a big deal. No, I think it was an active it was a set up deal. WWE doesn't make mistakes like that.
0: I I think they did. I I, I don't know if they did. I just think maybe Seamus did with the mic or something. But I don't think that was set up. I don't I don't understand a reason okay. why you would set that. And up.
1: that's why you're such a great fan, because was it set up or wasn't? It, wasn't it not set up? So, but either way, it worked. See? Either way, it worked. And then Roman started laughing, and that was funny. I liked that. And then, of course, they all hit the ring and had the big deal, and then they blew it off with with McIntyre. So I went, hey, maybe, you know, instead of, you know, just making it a drug, we can make it a sleeping pill, you know, like Uh no-dose. Take a couple of those and go, wow, now we can wake up and we can watch the show.
0: So what I, I, what I was saying, what I think they're going to do is they're, you know, Sammy's going to be on the bloodline side for war games. So that needs one more spot for the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre. I think it's going to be filled by Kevin Owens. Then you have all these different relationships, rivalries, friendships, partnerships rolled into one here because you have the whole dynamic of Drew and Sheamus and their rivalry, their former friendship. Now they're coming together against the bloodline.
1: Since you're talking Was it set up or is it wasn't? Which leads me to something else and we'll get to it in just a moment. I think it's the next match. What was the next match?
0: Well, after uh, all the blood. Well, what I was trying to say is I think that uh, Kevin Owens is going to be the the fifth person for the Brawling Brutes and Drew McIntyre team at War Games. So do you do you think that Kevin Owens will get the pop that you're kind of looking for if they hold off on, you know, before bringing him back into
1: this? Kevin Owens is over and they hadn't beat him until you haven't seen him beat like not beat, but you just you haven't seen him all that much. I mean, we saw McIntyre and we saw Seamus and we we saw all that. So there's nothing with it to pop for. But Kevin Owens with the with the heat or uh, with the tension with Sammy Zayn, and it's a perfect way to pull it off. And if they got it got their heads around that, that could be a because they're expecting this angle between Owens and Sammy to go a while. Yeah. It's not going to go three weeks and over. It might go two months, then they split off, come back, and I think we may see a variation of it at WrestleMania.
0: I think I think what they're they're aiming for is Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos because they have firmly established that the, they the main break, they could break the record. Well, they they already the, the Usos already they broke the record.
1: Break it wherever it is, then they take it. <laughs> Well, did, yeah, they, they did three hundred and fifteen days, and they win it at WrestleMania, and come back <laughs> on Raw and lose it on Monday Night.
0: <laughs> don't 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 let don't let Dutch book when he's drinking, y'all. Uh,
1: yeah. Um, <laughs> I gotta stop that. Drinking in no dose doesn't work.
0: No dose. We do have a super chat donation here from Ozzy Dutch.
1: Aussie. Are you going to ask that stupid question and only give a $1.99? Now, Tennessee got their – I mean, they still played a good game, but Alabama just too strong. I mean, Georgia was just too strong. Yeah. Did you see the game? You don't like football, no. do you?
0: I don't watch college football. Are, are I, you watch, American, I watch, the, are you I watch the NFL.
1: Oh, that's that fake football. That's what that is. College football is the real stuff, you know, because – but Tennessee and Alabama, they did I mean Tennessee and Georgia. Great game. But Tennessee didn't have the the, the ho- ho- to pull it off. But anyway, great there game. You go. Uh, I'm pissed off anyway, because my my Clemson team, they're done. So I don't I don't care. I'm I'm mad anyway. All right, keep going. Thank maybe you for not, the super chat.
0: Thank you for the super chat, Ozzy. Uh, next we had uh commentary kind of rundown everything with the SmackDown World Cup tournament, which was kicking off on the show. We had uh Shinti Nakamura come out, he's gonna be versing Santos Escobar uh after Nakamura you know assisted the hit row in a victory in six-man tag team action against hit row. I mean, against Legato Del Fantasma and LG uh, Legato basically got involved in this matchup, causing a distraction. Nakamura kept having to fend off Cruz as well as uh, Joaquin Wild. In the end, Escobar wins with a second rope phantom driver for the win to move on in the World Cup tournament. I, I like this match. This was pretty solid. It could have done with more more time. I think that was the only thing that was stopping it from being better. What did you think?
1: Oh, I like the match. Because it was different, for one thing. I'd never seen, what's his name, Legato? What is his name?
0: Uh, Santos Escobar.
1: And Escobar. I'd never seen him work before. And, uh, hey, our girl was in there. Yes, Zelina. It? Yep, she yeah, she looked great. But who are those other two guys? They act like they hadn't been wrestling that
0: long. Really? <laughs> that was so uh, cruel. Cruz Del Toro is formerly known as uh, Raúl Mendoza. He's been in NXT for a couple of years, and Joaquin Wild. It was actually DJ Z. I don't know if you remember, uh, 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 DJ DJZ Zima Ion. Oh, oh yeah. And oh, uh, D- TNA. Yeah, that that's Joaquin Wild.
1: I don't know him. I I thought I
0: thought I thought you would have known because he was in TNA. I didn't.
1: He may have been the one I fired. That's probably why he doesn't like me. No, I, I, may, I may know him, but I remember my TNA days, you know, if you were, if you wanted me, you know where to look, right? Yeah. In catering. That's of where course. I was. Of course. And they said, hey, Dutch, where you been? I said, oh, I've been working. I've been walking around here. We're working and, hard. Working hard <laughs> out here. Damn yeah, sweating. Look, already.
0: We just started. I'm sweating uh, in this light but we we got another super chat donation here from ozzy who says dutch i watched the game how is rick rick is is he's getting better he's a little bit still under the weather that's why he's not here with us this week we're hoping rick is doing better and that he can finally make his triumphant return to his baby smack talk here next week
1: yeah yeah he's i he, think he has he said he had bron- bronchitis yeah, which is serious you have to watch that because it can it could morph over into pneumonia. And that's a serious that's a that's a, that's a breathing condition. It's very serious. So Rick, get better and come join us. And I miss you. You got any more questions to ask? He said, Dutch, I watched the game. How is Rick? And who answered, Ozzy? Sid. Sid answered. You asked me, so but, I mean, but it, I I thought it was
0: two separate things. He just didn't want to use up the characters. But I don't. Do you see? Do you
1: see Sid in that question?
0: I know. I'm. I'm just it's answering. I thought it was a general
1: question to both hosts. It was. It was. I'm just pointing that out.
0: I'm just. I'm just answering the questions here.
1: All right, keep um, going. <laughs> we had
0: a quick video. Uh, you know, uh, talking about Veterans Day. Happy Veterans Day to any veterans, anyone who represented the country. Dutch. A- yes. Yes, I fought for you. Yes,
1: I, I know. I know. Really? I know. And if they I didn't, appreciate you. then said, you know what you're here for? What? You're fighting for Sid's freedom. What the hell? See? I appreciate you. Well, I was there you helped me get that
0: freedom. I appreciate that. Um after the break we get we come back we we got a 6 minute a 6 pack challenge. Liv Morgan comes out for the entrance for that. Before that though, we go to the back and uh Megan is interviewing LA Knight. Uh he call he calls it the uh ah. a major fumble to not have him in the World Cup tournament, but the background uh screen behind him keeps doing the Bray White flickering and Bray White imagery comes up on the screen, Knight is annoyed that this is ruining his time and in his interview. He tells them to get this to stop, and then he turns around and Megan is gone. And in comes Bray Wyatt. Bray introduces himself and he wants to be friends with Knight. He could see the anger in Knight, and he feels it too. He says people have warned him that his rage would make him a monster, and he's been pretending he's not proud of what he does, but he's done with that. He knows what it takes to give respect and he asks his knight how far he's willing to go. Knight tells him to go back to his romper room and play with his little his little puppets because it's la knight's game. And before he could finish his catchphrase, Bray catches him with a headbutt. And I'm just happy. I thought it w- I thought we were gonna have to wait so much longer for Bray White to finally get a feud. But this was simple, this was effective. This was one of my favorite parts of the
1: whole entire show outside of the opener. It was entertaining, and he starts off. La Knight starts off the right way. If he's going to be on the losing end of this, so I hate that for him. But at least he's going to be—he's going to be featured for a while, and they'll get another idea about him. Because La Knight, it, his his strongest his strongest uh, instrument right now is his talking. Very strong talker, Bray White, strong talker, and. Bray Wyatt, you could just when he was talking, you could see the, the anger building in him. He's almost like ready to boil over. Whoop, 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 and he hit it. So but LA Knight actually we gotta consider this a, a success for him because he went with those maximum male models, which, if you'll remember, I I labeled dead on arrival. And they were. Now, L.A. Knight, he's got more heat now than they had after a month. And all all L.A. Knight has done is gone to the ring. And he got one DQ. Did he beat anybody yet?
0: Yeah, yeah, he beat Ricochet. He beat Ricochet and he beat uh, Manswell. I that,
1: okay, who was the one he got the DQ
0: with? I don't, I don't remember any DQ. I just remember those two wins. He beat okay, well, Ricochet by holding on to the ropes. And yeah, then he, that, beat him, he beat, before yeah, that, he beat Man Swap.
1: Ricochet by holding on to the ropes, which is good. That's what he should do to get a little yeah. bit of heat. But, yeah. This and is I a great, this is a great spot for him baby.
0: because, because regardless of where he, where he was with maximum male models, it, anything he would have done would have been an upgrade from that. But the fact what? that he's now going to be part? working, he's going to be working with the hottest act in the company, not named Roman Reigns. So you're going oh, yeah. with the, the, the hottest baby face in the company. This is a great position
1: for LA night. Yeah. But how long will he be in that position?
0: I think this is more of a mini program, but it always can help to get more oh, eyes no, on you. It helps him. him
1: get more over. It's, it's not going to hurt him. He can, actually, Ellie not losing in this is a win for him because yeah. he's working with a, he's working with Bray Wyatt. So, but anyway, I wish him the most success in the world.
0: Is it true? I, I like, I like true him. Dutch.
1: Your uncle Howdy. Uncle Howdy, don't talk about my family uncle howdy
0: (laughs) respect uh next was the six-pack challenge the aforementioned it was Liv morgan versus raquel rodriguez versus shotzi versus sonia deville versus ily versus lacey evans uh i would just say this this is not me being critical a lot of this looked like a mess it was it was very clunky at times. Uh it was it wasn't the prettiest matchup. I think in the second half they got some things together, they got some big spots, but they totally whiffed on the biggest spot of the matchup. They set up a table no. and hey, where
1: did, how did you know that? Maybe they planned it that way.
0: Yeah, that's true. Maybe this is just a setup, another setup, Dutch. Uh, basically, Raquel Rodriguez sets up a table <laughs> with the steel steps. She's going for a powerbomb in the wrong way. Her back was
1: to the table you know, when she's going for the powerbomb. They go over these matches in the afternoon, and she set it up. And I'm thinking, what uh I mean, why does she just push it out in the middle? Or if she missed it, you got all the you know padding underneath you. They completely missed the table, completely bad. missed it. Yeah, it was really. And bad. everybody sold it like it was, you know, dog catching a ham bone, or I don't know. But they were all laying around, and I looked around. One, two girls were fighting. How I many was in this? six.
0: Yes, it was a six pack show.
1: Two girls were engaged, but four girls were just. I don't know. They were they weren't up. They were all laid down underneath. the, I don't. I didn't get it. This was this These is matches, not matches. I feel sorry for the talent in this because that is not an easy match to produce. Damn sure not an easy match. Happy Friday, everyone. What is it, Donna? Oh, Donna Marie. I used to know you, didn't I? Oh, I did. Oh, okay. But it's a hard match to produce. Even harder. <clears throat> even harder to execute. And I'm pissed off because they beat they beat my girl. They did. And I know this Raquel Rodriguez, I don't get the back pose. Do you?
0: The, the, the flight?
1: She's, uh, I'm thinking, what the hell? I mean, I the thought flip. these girls were supposed to look sexy. Okay, what if you met this girl and you took her out? You're telling me that's not sexy, Dutch? Not well... For some guys, it may be, but exactly. you end up—not you, not you, Sid—but a guy ends up in a room with this Raquel, and she turns and does the pose. <laughs> I think. Well, I—I hey, uh, just got a call, and I got to—I got to get out here. You know, I've always had a a, a little trait. I always stayed true to, is <clears throat> never go out with a woman that I thought could whip my ass. I, I never would do that. For yeah. obvious reasons. First of all, it hurts. Not for everybody. And, and second, you know, it's, uh, it's, it scares me. But anyway. Chris,
0: Chris says, yeah. uh, Chris letting you know that, Dutch, that uh, Braun Strowman is dating Raquel Rodriguez. Well, that,
1: make, that makes it Now they have poses in the room at night. Yeah, they, they, they have a pose off
0: there you go uh hey, all emma, right, emma, all right,
1: well, who's she the girlfriend of
0: uh emma is the girlfriend of uh of Hat moss i will get to that but i was just gonna say this six-pack challenge was basically like a big microcosm of issue that we've been saying for months is that this smackdown women's division is very uh, weak it's very thin it's very like you can you can see it it's the it's the size of like this that's the death Of the SmackDown women's division. I feel like I have seen some sort of combination of these women in fatal five ways fatal four ways three-way matches for about six months now and despite triple h signing anyone he can back into this company he really hasn't filled the void that has been a, a, a remaining issue from the vince mcmahon regime to now that the smackdown women's division is very thin you added emma that's fine but that doesn't that doesn't really address the issue. Emma is someone that you have to get over. What this SmackDown Women's Division needs is stars, and we haven't had that outside of Ronda Rousey in months.
1: Well, that's what they need to be focusing on now. Take Ronda Rousey and put her in the ring like you would a single male heel, and just let her just let her brag and bitch and. A good heel, always remember this, a good heel is always the ultimate victim. Everybody is always, say, Rhonda. everybody is working to knock her off her pedestal. Because she knew that the WWE women would do that or the fans would do that. And remember our girl, Lacey, when she come out there and she started knocking the fans, she started getting over. Now, why they stopped that, I don't know. But today, on Veterans Day, would have been a great way to, to re-kickstart that. True. Because she was, she was getting heat with that. Because she can go out and talk about this girl and this girl. And people don't give a crap unless you've done something to them. But when she talks directly to the people, that's when you get heat. And you'll finally, people will want somebody to shut her up. And, but I don't know who could shut her up because Ronda Rousey's a heel. But you could almost have Rousey and and, and uh, Lacey kind of team up. Yeah. And then when you're looking for well, that.
0: Baby, you can do that now because they're doing Ronda and Shayna.
1: Well, I understand that. But you could still put, you could still put uh, Lacey kind of next to her somehow and make them a threat. And then when you want to do something, I mean, there's a lot of ways to do it, but I'd like to see Lacey and and Rhonda. They had one match, didn't they? Yeah, I think so. And it was a pretty good match. But if you put a little story behind that, it would be a better match.
0: Lacey was involved in the finish to this match here after everything broke down with that bad spot that we talked about. Shotzi hits the never wake up on on, uh, Evans for the win and Shotzi will now face Ronda Rousey for the SmackDown Women's Championship at Survivor Series on November 26th in Boston, Mass. Huge victory for Shotzi and I felt she was the best option out of the options at hand. Everybody else that would have been a good option Raquel Rodriguez, Liv Morgan, Sonia DeVille, they all have faced Ronda Rousey but a little did. too much.
1: Yeah, but they did more want to. They, they could sacrifice Shotzi. Yeah, so, exactly. Like, Ronda's going to beat her. But all the rest of them, I don't know. They said, well, let's go the, the easiest way out. And Shotzi was the easiest way out. Okay, continue. Yeah.
0: Uh, in you the back
1: – I'd like to see you step in the ring with one of those girls. I'm okay. I'm see you in the ring with Raquel? Let her just be I'd buy a ticket to see it. Why, why would you wish that upon me? Like, what? Why, why would you do that? Rick in I was sick. That's but true. But you're not sick, so I just, I just thought well, about it.
0: Following up from that last segment, we see Shotzi's in the back. She's hyped up for her win. She's greeted by Emma. Emma believes in uh, Shotzi and then acts as if Shotzi had seen Matt Cat Moss around, uh, basically alluding. Shotzi says that she has a crush on Matt Cat Moss and uh, she uh, basically. She heads off, and then Shayna Baszler comes in. She stalks over her, makes fun of Shotzi for winning a beating from Ronda Rousey. Shotzi claims Ronda has never been in the ring with someone like Shotzi. She, in fact, has beaten Shotzi before. Even in like seconds, I believe, because she was that was one of the people that I think Rhonda beat her in the beat the clock challenge. So that was I was like, no, she's actually has beating you. So she has beaten someone like shots. Uh, and she Shatzi says she feels she can take whatever Rhonda dishes out. Rhonda is behind shoty And when she <laughs> distracts her, when she distracts her, Shayna Baser chokes her up, gives her the cure for you to clutch. And then uh, then Rhonda ends the segment and says, clean up on Isle green. And walks away laughing with Shayna. I, exactly. I like the I like Shayna and Rhonda together. This works yeah, for that me. Was
1: a pretty good, that was a pretty good segment. Really good. But the, didn't they go right to a commercial? I mean, to an interview right then. Yes. And what's the girl's name? Braxton.
0: Kayla Braxton.
1: I think they wanted to put that later in the show because it was right after it. So she should have said, "Well, somebody check on her," but she said, "Well." I think she phrased it differently. Yeah. If you really listen to it, I mean, that's that's picking at straws there. But I don't think they it was really uh, voiced or written knowing it was right after that had happened.
0: Elsewhere in the back, we get Kayla. She's interviewing Ricochet. She asks him about wrestling Mustafa Ali next week in the World Cup. Ricochet is
1: not, not going to miss that one.
0: Huh? I'm not
1: going to miss that one.
0: Oh, no, that's going to be a barn burner. Those two in the ring. (laughs) It's going to be great. Uh, We got Uh, Ricochet says he's hype for the shot he's getting in the cup and he wants to recane, reclaim was rightfully his and he knows how talented and hungry Ali is. But before he can continue, he's interrupted by Gunther and Imperium. Gunther wants Ricochet to clarify about his title and it says uh he'd love to beat up Ricochet again before walking off. So it seems to tease that Ricochet should be considered a, a favorite to win this World Cup to have another shot showdown with uh,
1: Gunther. Okay. Is he in the World Cup?
0: Yeah, Ricochet is facing Mustafa oh, Ali it, 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 in the World Cup.
1: There's not in it, right?
0: No, the winner of the World Cup gets a shot at the Intercontinental Championship.
1: I thought I, I misunderstood you. Yeah. I, hey, I'm a big fan of Gunther. I'm a huge fan of Gunther. Because they've handled him right. They haven't given him a lot of like bullcrap stuff. He goes in there, he just beats them up and they beat him up back. And the people now they associate just getting the crap beat out of you with Gunther and he'll get over that that way. It's a hard way to get over because it's brutal, but he doesn't mind it. And the people, you're not hitting them. So, him and Seamus had some some bangers big time. So, okay, who else is in this World Cup deal?
0: I'll get to that. We do have a super chat donation here from Rolland. Thank you so much, Rolland. We appreciate you. He says somehow Liv Morgan performing a simple flying crossbody on Rodriguez encaps- <laughs>
1: <Yes>. <laughs> yeah,
0: incapacitates all girls, all, were- <laughs> all four girls for ten minutes, and the table remained undefeated. SMH. Hey,
1: that I think those girls may have got hurt with that yeah, landing they- on concrete. It doesn't have, even though it's got a pad there, I mean, I don't I still I cannot figure it out, even by, you know, just trying to trace it back. How they missed the table. They were coming from here. The table was right there instead of the table being right here so they could just go back into it. The table was here, so they just hit the edge of it. i wonder if they didn't get hurt worse. And Liv Morgan, it looked like she missed it down. I mean, she, she was in on it. Who else was down? And well, she was, almost
0: missed the crossbody. It seemed like it was. There was
1: there was two more girls that were down.
0: It was <laughs> Sonia. I think Sonia was in there, and then Isaiah yeah, <laughs> Lee as well. Thank you, Roland for that super chat donation. We do have a comment here from David who says the booking is the problem for why the women's division looks so lacking in death. I'll beat the drum that they've massively missed the boat on Lacy to be made a star. You won't be beating the drum because we are at the head. We have. Have the drumsticks we've been hitting yes. this drum for, for from, from the minute that they changed her character
1: and made her a heel, it was like, Oh no, this works! This works. No, it doesn't work. I don't know why they got away from it. So, I'm gonna say Triple H has changed the, <laughs> the structure, <clears throat> but why he even changed her, I don't, unless he got plans to go back to it, he could do that, <clears throat> but maybe. Hey, who knows what they do? But I think she's a walking heat magnet, too, just for running that mouth. And she was getting heat, not even having a match. She was going against our other girl we love. Remember a- Aaliyah? Aaliyah? Hell, two times she went to the ring with Aaliyah never touched her. And she had more heat going to the ring and doing that, and then she'd just beat the hell out of Aaliyah. But anyway, who sent us that? David M.?
0: David Allen with that comment there. Thank you, David, for that one. But let's finish up with this episode of SmackDown here. Just a couple of more matches to recap. We had a real a quick uh, video recap of Karrion Cross versus Drew McIntyre and, uh, and Omos versus Braun Strowman from Crown Jewel. Uh, Jinder Mahal then came out for our next World Cup match. We had Jinder uh, get on the mic and says that he calls himself the embodiment of class and prestige. The greatest WWE champion of all time is back. Tonight, he begins his ascent to his rifle spot by winning the World Cup and becoming the IC champion. No man can stop him, and this leads to the monster of all monsters, Braun Strowman coming out. And I like how they booked this. This was basically a squash, but they did let Jinder at least look uh, formidable in the... First minute or so he came out he attacked uh you know braun from behind with strikes jumping him before the bell braun uh shoves him off and jinder hits a drop kick he hits a running knee and gets a one count and then braun just totally wipes him out sends him to the floor he does his big train spot move and then he comes into the ring avalanche in the corner and then the monsters bomb for the win braun Strowman moves on but you know, they tease Ricochet doing here, but I don't I don't see anyone in this tournament beating Braun Strowman. So tonight we saw Braun Strowman and Santos Escobar move on. Next week, Dutch, we have the last two first round matches. You got Sami Zayn versus Butch. So continuing the brawling brutes and bloodline storyline there. And then we got Ricochet versus Mustafa Ali. Who you got? Uh
1: I think uh Ricochet goes over. I think Sammy Zane goes over and let's go back to Braun and who's the guy he wrestled. What's his name? Gender. Well, that was a textbook win because what Braun Strowman had to do, he had to make uh, gender look like he belonged. So if he just went out and started beating up from the beginning the fans were saying, well, hell, they didn't beat anybody. But now that gender got a, a good amount of offense on him, now when he beat it, he beat somebody. Because now you used to, I used to, I've been around somebody, facing, they'd want to go out there and just beat the crap out of you for three or four minutes and then pin you I went, mean, what the hell is that? You beat nobody. How about me beating the shit out of you for three or four minutes and then you winning, now you beat somebody. Oh, I didn't look at it that way. I said, Well, that's what we're going to do anyway. So I'd, have, I'd highly advise you <laughs> to start viewing it in those lens because that's what we're going to do. But, but gender didn't get hurt with that. And Stroman advanced. So always happy in fairyland. Uh, what do
0: you think about Braun Strowman? He garnered a lot of heat. Over this past week, he made comments on uh social media following (laughs) Crown Jewel saying that him and Omos got 47 stars and proved that all the grocery baggers and flippy wrestlers are nothing compared to true monsters. And uh, basically started responding to different fans and basically went on a trolling rampage that not only got him heat with other wrestlers on the WWE roster, outside the WWE roster, and apparently a Officials within WWE, where a report from Fightful came out that everybody says that Braun backstage has been very nice, very open to everybody backstage. But backstage, Braun is different from social media Braun, and they don't think he did the right approach here. What do you
1: think? Well, you're gonna get a lot of guys that's a lot of fans not liking him, and they don't let they don't like that because they want them to buy merchandise, and you don't buy things off a guy that you don't like. But I I was reading it, part of it, and he's talking about guys bagging groceries. (laughs) And I had to laugh. Chris Jericho responded. (laughs) He said, I used to bag groceries.
0: I like that response. That was one of my favorite responses. But this isn't the first time that Braun Strowman has basically put his foot in his mouth with social media comments. Of course, there was the big thing that uh, after the pandemic, when COVID hit, he basically made fun of independent wrestlers who had GoFundMes when independent wrestling was shut down and they lost their form of living. He had no sympathy for him. So when he got fired from WWE, not a lot of people had sympathy for him. And I think him coming back, he's... Shown that the fans are more like casual fans for WWE. Yeah. They are cheering him. He's getting a great response. He's been one of the better book guys who has returned to the company in the last couple of uh, weeks and months. But he's going to hurt himself because we've seen that. Although you know, people love to say the internet wrestling community is so small, or stuff you do on social media can't affect you on TV. We've seen in the past with someone like Seth Rollins back in 2019 when he started making comments to other people and getting a bad image on social media. It translated to his cheers lessening when he was out in, you know, on, on WWE television. I don't think this is a great move by
1: Braun. I don't either. Years ago, I'm going to tell this story years ago. Social media was just in its infancy. They had actual classes in WWE. Trying to tell guys, don't do this. Don't do this. And don't do this. And guys, some guys were required to go to these classes because they were idiots. I mean, yeah, you can go on there. You're supposed to be a a big fan favorite and go on there and and really clap back at them. But they get you heat. But they don't want that kind of heat. They want want people on your side. But they don't want that. But I think uh, Braun Strowman... He may have learned a lesson from this, and maybe he'll react a little differently next time, if there is a next time.
0: One would hope that this is the last time. Uh, we we come back from commercial break and our final segment we're covering here. Selena Vegas in the ring, and uh here comes B for their one on one matchup. But the whole thing is interrupted by the returning Viking Raiders, where we hear the Valhalla awaits, and it's revealed that Sarah Logan is now with the Viking Raiders. They jump everyone. Uh, here Eric and Ivar taking out Ashanti, shaking out, uh, you know, trying to take out. La Legado. They took out, uh, basically hit roll was kind of the focus of their attack here. Uh, Sarah wipes out, uh, B-Fab, uh, Selena Vega sneaks away. Eric tosses, uh, Cruz into the timekeeper's area. Ivar squashes Wild. Back in the ring, Ashanti takes a knee strike from Eric. Ivar crushes him with the top row spash. Dollar tries to fight back, but he's outnumbered, and he takes the Banra- uh, Ragnarok, the double powerbomb from, uh, the Viking Raiders, and then Sarah Logan pulls B.Fab into the ring, gives her a pop-up headbutt, and this was a nice return for the Viking Raiders. A nice addition with Sarah Logan. I enjoyed this. This was good angle.
1: Well, it was totally unexpected. i have actually forgotten the Raiders. I forgot they was even around. I haven't seen them in I don't know a while. But it was good for them to return this way. Plus, it saved us from having to watch probably a horrible match. Who was it against? Who was it supposed to be against now? It was
0: was B-Fab versus Selena Vega. Selena Vega's good, but B-Fab, I think, has only had two matches in her entire career.
1: Yeah. That saved us from that. So five claps to that. So, and I'm still not a, the B-Fab girl, she's only had two matches. I think so. She
0: had one match in WWE. I think she had another match on the independents.
1: And Selena Vega looked very good tonight. Yes. Especially she when did. she was leaving a ring. Not only is she a good looking woman, but she had sense. She got she was smart. So I applauded that.
0: Yes, good stuff all around. A good, very good episode of SmackDown for sure. Let's move on to Rampage. Remember to drop that thumbs up on the video. Give us those Super Chat donations. If you have a little bit extra and want to be generous to us, we greatly appreciate it. And we'll highlight your comment on screen. We kick off Rampage with a promo segment with Christian Cage and Soros coming out with uh, for Jungle Boy to have a confrontation with them. Christian is baffled and appalled by the fact that Jungle Boy has a challenge for them. But that they won't know what it is unless Jungle Boy meets them face to face. Jungle Boy comes out, and uh, Christian reminds Jungle Boy how they have already uh, embarrassed him time and time again. Jungle Boy reminds them how they've cost him two of his most important matches in his AEW career. He says that he feels like he's wasted three years of his life with Luchasaurus, and he tells Luchasaurus that he wants to face him one more time at full gear, but inside a steel cage. He said he wants to stack. The odds against him instead of Christian and Luchasaurus stacking them against him. He, Christian tells Jungle Boy maybe he isn't the pillar of AEW anymore and contrary to the hype is actually Uh, Christian tries to get under Jungle Boy's skin after accepting the challenge and he says he tell him to do him a favor and make sure his mom is sitting nice and cozy at ringside and like his dad that lived on his looks once he brought his dad into it Jungle Boy chokes up Christian and then Luchasaurus has to attack him he lays out a jungle boy gives him a choke slam onto a steel chair i thought this was a nice angle to set up the matchup between jungle boy and Luchasaurus, which should be the blow off for this part of the feud
1: well to me i thought the kid he was stupid for making that how does that stack the deck against you you put yourself in a cage against a guy that's twice your size i don't get it That's how he's sacking
0: it against him.
1: He's making it one-on-one. But he stacked it against himself.
0: Yeah, he doesn't want Christian and and Luchasaurus to stack it against him because the reason he's lost those matches against them is because Christian distracted him and Luchasaurus gave him the chokeslam. So he's basically taking Christian out of the play here.
1: I don't get it. But still, he's in the cage. I don't know. I completely missed me there. I didn't understand that at all. So I didn't I didn't much like enjoy the, the in-ring part of it. It was okay. But still it was I'm thinking listen, if you have fans that sit back and they listen to it, they're gonna dissect the shit out of it. Yeah. And like I'm just doing right now. How? It's like me going in a ring against a guy that's much bigger than I am. And said, "I don't want you stacking the deck against me. I want to stack the deck." So <laughs> I said, "What about a cage with me and you?" And that's what they were going to suggest anyway. But he beats them to it. But he showed them, didn't he? I don't know. If I'm wrong, I'm, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong.
0: If I had to nitpick one thing, I would just say Jungle Boy just has to work on his delivery, but it is much better
1: than it's been in the past. Uh, I I was watching that, and this is what they don't do. They don't get in the middle of the ring, which is where the cameras are aimed. That's where they calibrated to shoot. They got over there next to the rope a little bit and down toward the corner. Stay in the middle of the ring. That's why I used to like the, the announcer standing in the center of the ring. He gave them a center. So they couldn't be over there. But but if you got two guys or two groups of people talking, that whole center moves. You know, it's like uh, the I mean, like water finds its own level. That that's what happens. But they need to have enough sense, and Christian knows this. Christian should have held them right in the middle of the ring so they could get got those good shots, and they're not all over the place. It doesn't hurt anything. It just looks, well, to the fans, it doesn't look like anything. It just looks like it's thrown together. But they should stay in the center of the ring.
0: Uh, Next we go, Lexi is uh, backstage interviewing the AEW World Trios champions. Death Triangle, they're trying to find out what's next for them. Pac interrupts and tells them all they need to be smarter. He was like, there's a reason why Free Phoenix didn't win the All-Atlantic championship. There's a reason why Penta isn't the AEW World Champion. He said they need to take advantage of every opportunity that comes their way and that they need to defend themselves by any means necessary. And he still... Has the bell hammer in his hand. And he's basically newling to the Lucha Bros. Using the bell hammer to retain the Trios championships. And they have a chance on Wednesday against AR Fox. And top flight with Darius Martin returning this Wednesday. But what did you think about this promo? Any thoughts?
1: Well, I still didn't know what he was talking about. Because I, I cannot give a position. Because I don't know really what has happened in the past that much. Uh See the other two guys he was talking about, they never said anything. Did they? The two no. mask guys, who are they? That's the Lucha Bros. Ray Ray Phoenix and Penta. They didn't, they didn't say anything, did they?
0: No, cuz he interrupted them. He took he took the control of yeah, the whole after, segment.
1: After he talked, he backed off and they went, "Okay." Believe me, they need somebody. I mean, really working with these guys backstage, because it's it's, it's it's not a smooth transition, and it looks awkward, and when it looks awkward, it usually is awkward, but I've said that before. They, they, they need to work on their backstage interviews almost as much as they need to work on their matches in the ring.
0: Well, the first match in the ring was for the a- in the AEW World Championship Full Gear Eliminator Tournament. It was Dante Martin versus uh, Brian Cage. This was a kind of a simple styles clash type of matchup where you had Dante Martin using his agility and his speed versus Brian Cage just using his unadulterated strength and just completely wiping out uh, Dante Martin at times. He completely turns him inside out with a discus uh, lariat. He then picks him up uh he gives a he gives him another big uh yeah the disc lariat which dante kicks out of which uh brian cage is shocked he then picks him up and then delivers the weapon x which every time he hits that that looks great i thought that this was a really good matchup and i, I like how their styles meshed here what did you think
1: okay. what was that move he hit him with before he did his finishing move
0: uh, he hit him with a spinning lariat. The the weapon X was the the finisher, where he basically had him like in a gory bomb. But instead of just dropping him back, he basically put his neck back, which made it even more
1: effective. It wasn't a bad match. I liked the match. I, I like that Dante Martin did the dive, and he caught him. Yeah, and grabbed him. And that was a that was a good move. So. The match was good. Now, to me, I don't know what heat was behind it. But as far as just the match goes, it was a good match.
0: Uh, It was was basically kind of uh, like the it was like the tournament we're seeing on SmackDown, the World Cup. It's kind of similar with the AEW uh, full gear eliminator tournament doesn't necessarily have a story. It's about the tournament. Uh, backstage, Lexi is with Lee Moriarty of the firm and Stokely Hathaway. Lee feels that he is ready for title opportunities after his matchup with John Moxley. Lee wants gold and he is willing to take any on any comers who have championship gold in AEW. And right when he says that, F, uh, the FTW champion hook stops. He looks at him and then walks <laughs> off. I, I'm into this matchup. I think I, these two I, would I be good. It.
1: Hey, he means more, not saying anything. Yeah. Going there. And, because that allows the fans now, they're getting a sense of what Hook really is. Because they've had this for a while. <clears throat> and he's still being molded into this character. I think if he started talking, it'd kill him. I really do. But the people like him. He's young, he's a young guy. Girls like him. All the guys, the fans like him. Yeah. So, I think by him saying nothing, it's probably the best thing he can do right now. I won't have to agree with Tony Khan on that. Just don't let him say nothing, and he gets over. I wish he. I, I bet he wishes he could do that with everybody. Nobody say nothing, <laughs> and you'll get over it. Now. Shut up.
0: Uh, um, hey, we get.
1: Were, where, where were all the announcers tonight? First has. Uh-huh. I, I I didn't know Taz wasn't on commentary. Not on Rampage, he wasn't. It was, uh, oh. it was Ross and Tony. Well well last couple
0: of weeks has been it's been Ross, Tony, and uh and Excalibur.
1: Then they listened to us. Remember, we said that <clears throat> they had too many people on commentary?
0: Yeah, because JR is only on rampage now, he's not on dynamite anymore.
1: And Tony too.
0: No, Tony's still on Dynamite. The Dynamite trio is the Tony, Excalibur and Taz.
1: Okay. Yeah. But anyway, the commentary was better than that because they weren't stepping all over each other to try to get over with the fans. You can't hear them anyway, so it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah. Uh, we got one of my favorite parts of this whole entire show. You get another vignette is showing the highlights of the House of Black losing to Sting, Darby, and Miro at All Out, then u- losing because of the great Muda at the Grand Slam uh, show. We continue being teased by the rebirth of Malachi Black. We see uh, Brody King coming out of the ground, out of the dirt. We see Buddy Matthews coming out of the water, and we see Malachi coming out of the fire. Basically, they've all been cl- cleansed and reborn i love this this was kind of one of the better production wise you always talk about production this is one of the better production things they've done in aew and (laughs) i'm just saying you talk about production that was good production
1: no it was pretty good production but you know i've seen so many of these dark factions try to be more devilish than the last one and I've seen so many of them. It doesn't It, it doesn't really... It doesn't, it doesn't... To me, it doesn't get them over. I mean, people can watch it and they can enjoy it. But I'm... Okay, let's think about this. Do you think this is a Tony Khan creation? Or is no, this, this is the Malachi, Malachi Black. This is Malachi Black. Yeah. So he comes to him said, Hey, I want to do this. Okay, go do it. So... And they go out and they put it together. Well produced. I'm, I'm not saying that. But what does it mean? I mean, you'd have to do a bunch of these the, for them to have an effect. By that time, you may have overdone it. Oh, I'm just not a big fan of it. I'm not saying that they didn't bust their ass putting this together. Who's the girl? Is that Ju- Julia Hart? Who yeah, is that? That's Julia Hart. What does she do? She just... And, and what... Relation is to the Hart family. Whose daughter is she? She's not in the Hart family.
0: Her real thought, name is. I think her real. Is, I believe her real name is Julia Hart.
1: And she's not a member of the Hart family. Nope. Okay. <laughs> See, they—they. They, yeah, it is. They—they. They, I, I, I got taken away there because I thought she was. you are going to use the Hart name, and she's not a member of it. She—that's her name. That's her real name. Yeah, that's her real name. Well, I tell her to drop it. <laughs> Take another name. Get a fake name.
0: This is this is the episode where Dutch is gonna be is gonna criticize
1: everything. <laughs> no, no. I, you know, I like the girl. I, I like. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna criticize everything. You know what I like the best of the show? What? When it ended. <laughs> i I am, sure, I am i am sure of that <laughs> lord god it's over
0: uh we had another aew uh full gear eliminator tournament uh matchup here it was roosh versus bandito roosh came out hot attacking bandito before the bell bandito just signing with aew was announced today by tony khan he signed with the company officially and we had a nice little kind of lucha libre mixed with a lot of brawling between the two guys bandito i think the most impressive thing about bandito is yes he could do the high flying but his strength Whenever he pulls out the strength, of gorilla press slam in this matchup, uh, different suplexes he was doing is very impressive for a guy his size. It, it feels like they put pack in a lucha mask and he just is able to do a lot of the strength spots and the high flying spots that Pac are note pack is known for Roosh. Uh, basically distracted the referee. Jose, the assistant, tries to pull off the massive of Bandito, and then Dark Orders John Silva comes out. He takes out Jose, the assistant, distracting Roosh long enough for Bandito to roll him up for the win. He advances in the full gear eliminator tournament and will face Ethan Page this Wednesday on Dynamite. What did you think, Dutch?
1: I thought it was a good match. I think it hurt. It may have hurt Roosh a little bit unintended because they got to get the Bandito over a little bit, but I would if he wasn't in the tournament, I think they should have used another opponent. But they had a good match. I was watching it between do, dozing off. I was watching it, but it wasn't a bad match.
0: Yeah, I think I think they wanted to
1: put when I'm watching a match, I'm looking at it. Does it does it entice me to tune in next week? Or does it entice me to buy a pay-per-view? And maybe it not be maybe it's not intended for that. But I think they need a little bit more emphasis on their in-ring presentation, especially their in-ring, I mean, their backstage interviews. They need a lot of work there. But, hey, it's his company. He can do with what he wants. And if the people enjoy it, great. Go ahead and watch it.
0: Uh, We get footage just shown from earlier today, Jake Hager talking to Claudio as he reminds him how much of – He pissed me off. He says how much of a great tag team they were in the day with with Dutch. Uh, Hager tells him to think about being a sports entertainer again and maybe think about the two of them picking up where they left off. We just need Dutch Vantel there with we the people, and then (laughs) we can have them team up together. I'll be down for that.
1: I can actually use we the people. There you go. It's in the Constitution, so everybody owns it. Now I'm I'm not interested, but I would like them to, to see them again. They would have great matches, and they'd be a great tag team. Uh, and when he he got with us in WWE, and they got a wild hair up their butt, and they just took him away one day, and put him in that damn. It was in New Orleans. What? what was the New Orleans WrestleMania 30? They put him in, uh, Andre, the giant battle Royal, which he won. And then the next week they took him away from me. The next and a month night after, after uh, you yeah, know, well, the next night they took him away from me. And in five weeks, he was dead in hell because you know why they didn't concentrate on him. I mean, they needed to do something with him and, they didn't do that. I tried to tell them, and they looked at me like I had two heads. Like, what the hell do you know? Okay, okay, guys, just whatever you want. Just we got it. Sure, just make sure my check sometimes is all I can say.
0: We got a super sicker here from uh, Silent by Deadly. We appreciate that. Definitely, you can send super sicker super chat. Is that two
1: dollars or two dollars?
0: It's two dollars Canadian.
1: Son of a two dollars Canadian. Yep, there you go. Uh,
0: The third match on the card here, you had Nyla Rose with her quote-unquote TBS Open Challenge versus Kayla Sparks, and you are in fact right, Dutch. This match went 40 seconds. Uh, <laughs> Nyla Rose did a bunch of Jade spots. She did the, the the dribble between the legs. She did the pump kick and then didn't even go for the beast bomb. She turns her around and gives her jaded for the victory. Jade Cargill then comes out with Kira Hogan and Layla Gray as they are all, all charged for Nyla. Nyla takes out Kira and Layla as Jade gets in a nice pump kick on Nyla. Security staff for Nyla come out to separate Jade, the baddies, from Nyla as nyla somehow still wound up with the tbs championship in all of this and i i gave i gave it credit a couple of different platforms i like this angle that they're doing they're doing this heel versus heel feud in a different way where you can basically he's basically letting the fans choose who they think is the baby face here and i think nyla rose is hilarious so she's my baby face here
1: why aren't they letting uh the manager talk Nyla Rose's manager. Because,
0: no, she doesn't need Vicky Guerrero. Nyla Rose can talk. But,
1: well, why is she there, then?
0: Because they needed a
1: role for Vicky. Well, Vicky Guerrero is irritating as hell. So if they could do one together, and she's got all that history in WWE, so instead of trying to and Nata Rose can talk. And she can get over. It. But I thought that was one of the worst job matches I've ever seen. Horrible. The girl didn't know how to sell. And Nata Rose didn't know how to get her to sell. I mean, she was selling, but it was it, it, it was a strain. She was she was suffering through the, the selling. It's like I'm she was like an acting class or something. But but the, 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 what I found not wrong with it is all the guys, all these referees showed up. You never see these referees in anything else, really. But they show up to separate these two girls, and the two girls could have beat the crap out of all those guys anyway. But it yeah. it, it, it did serve the purpose. It it showed that they didn't like each other, and let's see, let's see where they go with this. So NADA has stolen the belt,
0: Correct. Again. Yes. Again. Yeah. Okay. I, I like this. This is much better than the last time they did a stealing the boat angle. At oh, least they did it. They did, they did one a couple, like six, six, seven months back, and it only lasted a week. So at least this one, they actually have the patience to make it. This is now going on three, four weeks of Nyla stealing this title. Uh, we should also note a breaking news note from Tony Khan. He announced on Twitter, uh, just a couple of minutes ago that for the full gear, uh, Pre-show, basically, next week's Rampage. Uh, the main event is going to be Eddie Kingston and Ortiz versus Konosuke Takeshna making his return to AEW. And Japanese legend Jun Akiyama is going to be teaming up with Takeshna to verse Kingston and Ortiz. This is Eddie Kingston's dream match. He's been talking about versus Jun Akiyama for years. So big uh Japanese legend on AEW Rampage next week.
1: So this is an Eddie match.
0: It's Eddie and Ortiz versus June Akiyama and Kenosia Tedesha.
1: See, when you say those names, I don't know. I just know they're Japanese guys. You've seen Takeshna before. Takeshna is the, the Japanese guy that was on AEW before. Yeah, I may have seen him, but not enough to make this match special. See what I mean? I don't know. I think special to, to the Japanese Tony,
0: fans more than more than American
1: fans, I agree. Has it in his head. See what he deals with is smart marks that really follow this stuff. I don't think his majority of the of people that watch AEW follow that. He may have a good, he may have maybe 10%, maybe. But hell, I don't even I, know who.
0: I don't know if they know Junakiyama but I I would say I would say that the reactions that guys like Kajuka Okada, Hiroshi Tadahashi, have got and Minoru Suzuki have gotten on AEW television does say that the eight the casual AEW fan does know the major stars and legends of Japanese wrestling. So, I think it's just Tony Khan kind of going into his p1s and it's something that you know rick always brings up that wwe wasn't doing during the Visic man regime is catering to his p1 fans maybe it's not creating the new fans that you're you want them to do with these type of stuff but he is catering right. to his to his major but, fan base his number one fan base
1: but wwe didn't work that they didn't work with those japanese promotions aew does
0: no, what I'm saying, I'm not, I'm not bringing up that. I'm bringing up the fact that he's catering to his fan base that does know these Japanese stars.
1: Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And guess who his number one fan is? Himself. That's what he's using. Because if he knows them, he knows his fan base, or a percentage of them know who it is, too. So, anyway, if it works, it works. Good. I hope it works for you.
0: Main event was Orange Cassidy defending the All-Atlantic Championship versus Lee Johnson. Always got to bring up that my favorite bit on Rampage now is Orange Cassidy trying to get Mark Henry's line in. That the fact that he pulled out a microphone during this whole thing, he didn't say a word. He just pulls out the microphone and tries to do Mark Henry's catchphrase. I love it every single time. It it pops (laughs) me. Uh, But the match itself, it it wasn't anything to really write home about. Lee Johnson did uh, look well in this. This was a solid matchup, but Orange Cassidy, of course, did get the victory. Uh, Lee Johnson did a nice job of keep avoiding the orange punch on multiple occasions, so Orange Cassidy had to pull out the beach break to get the victory and retain the All-Atlantic Championship, which they announced was uh, Orange Cassidy's 75th win in AEW since he came in the company. After the match, uh, the factory tries to get get involved, Cole Carter tries to attack, and he gets hit with the Orange Punch, and then eventually he's hit with a triple choke slam to end the show. I thought this was fine to end the show, a solid match, fun segment, and like we said last week, Orange Cassidy is one of the more over guys in AEW, so it's a smart Putting him in the main event.
1: Well, he's got such a unique gimmick anyway. Him and Hook. They got unique gimmicks. The WWE, they've never tried. I don't think they know how to try it. Tell you the truth. Orange Cassidy, he invented it, right? And Hook, him and Taz invented that. So, but I like both of those. And I, you know, first time I saw Orange Cassidy, I went, what the fuck? But after he gets to working, he can he can, he can can go, and I, and I like him. So who was the Japanese guy he worked with last week or two weeks ago? Uh,
0: it was last week. It was Kasasori Shibata. Shibata. Mm-hmm.
1: Now, see, now I know him. But they put him in a match that I would notice. I'm just not saying it's me, but they had a great match. Yeah, but
0: you did you did note that the thing that helped that match was they did the little video package before it, trying to tell the story they, of Shabbat.
1: And they did the middle part. Yeah. Where they sat down. <laughs> now see, that's the sports entertainment part of it. And yeah. the, and you can get by with that because the people enjoy that. And it's like, you know, well, they just take a little time out, smoke a cigarette, do that. Not really, but, yeah. but it was a couple match, and I, and I I liked it, so... Now I know Shibata, but those other guys you brought up, I'd have to, it'd have to put them on there. And
0: we'll, see. we'll see. hopefully you got a whole week to catch up on everything. Uh, and I think well, I, I'm not gonna do it. I'll I know try.
1: you're not. I, I'll Google them. That's it.
0: That's all you can promise. Dutch, you want to let the people know where they can follow you. What you got going on this week?
1: Well, a guy contacted me this week. I may be doing a movie next next year, and uh, this guy caught me know. up. so I held him up for like a bunch of money, like five hundred dollars <laughs> now but but it, it's good because I've never I've been in a few movies, but never in a like a part, a role. so he wants me to be a sheriff in this movie of this small southern town, and I could probably do that. And you can find me on DirtyDutchMantel, with two L's, at gmail.com. And uh, a guy wrote me today, and he said, I can't believe you actually got back to me. But if somebody has time to sit down and write me an email, yeah, I'll get back to you one way or the other. I may may not say a lot, but, but I think if they have the respect and the courtesy to send me a personal email, yeah, I'll get back to them.
0: See, this is why Dutch is a legend. He's a legend not only in wrestling, he's a legend as a person. But... (laughs) Follow Dutch over there. You can follow me on the Twitter machine at true Hill SP three. Uh, I want to thank anyone over here on the sports Keto wrestling channel that has subscribed to the true Hill heat YouTube channel. We hit 3000 subscribers this week. We will be celebrating that as well as the 200th episode of our flagship podcast tomorrow, 11:05 5 a.m. Eastern time, true Hill heat, 200 myself, miss Chrissy love top guy, JJ talking about this week of wrestling celebrating some milestones for the true hill heat youtube channel and on behalf of rick i want to also thank everyone over here that has subscribed to the believe in pro wrestling podcast youtube channel that hit 500 subscribers this week so if you haven't already go over to subscribe believe in pro wrestling podcast with myself and rick as well as true hill heat youtube channel great stuff over there but Thank you to Dutch Mantel. Thank you to everyone who joined us live. Everyone watching on demand. Remember to drop the thumbs up on the video. Let us know in the comments down below what you thought about SmackDown and Rampage. And we will see you all next Friday, 11.05 p.m. Eastern Time. For Dutch Mantel. I'm SP3. And this has been Smack Talk.
1: See you guys.